white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 7, Episode 19. I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you We're as well, son. 2018, 2017. What a year for Spurs it was, supporting them. So, Happy New Year to everyone that's listened. Happy New Year to any new listeners we've got as well. Uh, it was a great Christmas period for us. Two games, two wins. Lots to talk about over that period. Yeah, no complaints. Um, unfortunately, you know, we've still got the two games to go um, this week, which we'll get on to later. Um, it's just the way the fixtures have worked out this year. Um, a lot of teams now play two more games than us. Yeah. Is that a negative? Is that a good thing? I think it's a negative when the teams above you have already got points on the board. Yeah. I think that's the problem. You know, we're looking at Liverpool with seven, I think we're seven points behind them as we stand today. Yeah. You know, we're, we're like, you know, it's Monday, January the 1st. So we've got to win both of our games just to keep in touch with them. Yeah. But then I suppose you win your next two, you're sort of level, aren't you? Yeah. Um, 2017 was a massive year for us and we had a fantastic campaign in the Premier League saw us achieve a, a, a brilliant finish we left White Hart Lane um, which for some fans was quite an emotional thing it was our last season in it obviously we went it unbeaten which was yeah. amazing beat Man United on the last game there which was even more fantastic um, what, are your, what are your best memories of White Hart Lane because you've been going there for decades um, so you must have a, well, a few yeah. mem- if there must be a few that, that stand out as sort of your, your um, favourite memories of White Hart Lane yeah, it's quite a few things. I, you know, I've been going to Spurs since I was like five. So that's, you know, 1917, 69, 70 season was my first season yeah. of going. So a lot of games, you know, I, I won't get to see as many games as I did in the old ground, in the new ground. You know, unless I lived to about 110. Which is such which a is, strange, is weird a strange, thing. strange, strange scenario. Um, I think the European nights have always been... Um, I think we've missed the European nights in recent seasons playing in the uh, Europa League or the, or the Thursday Cup, as I like to call yeah. it. Um, I think we've noticed that the last... Especially this year, when Dortmund and Madrid have come to Wembley, you miss seeing the great players. Yeah. Um, I would say, hi, you know, the, the uh, UEFA Cup win in 84 is obviously yeah. is right up there. You know, to win a trophy on, on your home ground is probably... You know, the thing. Um, and it's unlikely that you'll see that as well. Well, we see it twice at Spurs because we see it in 72 as well with the uh, UEFA Cup in 72. Yeah. So, yeah, probably, you know, one of the only teams to do that, I would have said. Yeah. I think with the European, I think you, you see the great players. And that's, yeah. that's, you look back and you, I look back now and I think to myself, the great players that I actually see play live, regardless of whether you're on your team, you know, I've not been lucky enough, unlike you, Jack, to see Messi play live. Yet. Yeah. I'm hoping that might come this year. Um, but I look back and, you know, we was lucky enough to see um, Johan Cruyff play live yeah. and, and Maradona play live. Um, and that is the thing. Um, going back a bit further, George Best, who was one of the yeah. greats. How good would he know? be in the modern day? He would just be... Oh, no, he'd be right up there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, be like a hazard type player. Yeah, you know, because he's got the skill and that. And I, I know certain managers have been moaning about tackles in recent days. Again, you know, flying in, but yeah. um, he would have had the protection now, yeah. so he would have been absolutely superb. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had two games over the Christmas period, yep. we, which were Burnley and Southampton. Burnley was looked like a tough, tough away yep. game. So they've been on a great run. 
Um, so we knew going into that that was not going to be an easy game. We'd have to be right at it. We went up there and we won three 0 and we were fantastic. I thought it was one of our best performances of the season. It, it was like um, a few of the away games last year, you know, Stoke, Hull, Leicester, where we just went out on the front foot and, and it never looked like losing the game. I think we were fortunate Burnley had some problems in central defence. Yeah, Tarkovsky um, was out, wasn't yeah. he? And Stephen Ward was out at yeah. left back. So again, that helps and sometimes that can work in your favour, but you've still got to go out and beat the team. And um, yeah, we played really well. I mean, you know, Kane's hat trick was absolutely superb. Yeah. Absolutely superb. Yeah, and we went to a, a, what looked like a 4 2 3 1 as well. Um, back to four, four in defence. So we lined up with Loris, and it was Aurier and Davis as our fullback. Yeah. Vertonghen and Sanchez in the middle, and then Dyer and Sissoko as your centre midfielders. Son, Eriksen, Ali, and Kane. And we looked a lot more solid with that back four with Eric Dyer back in the middle of midfield as well. I thought he just he gave us that aggression when we didn't have the ball, the calmness. He recycles possession, so we didn't do anything fancy when he gets the ball. He just switches play, keeps everything ticking over. And I thought we've really missed that when he hasn't been in there. I think I think there's an obsession with this uh, five at the back now. And it's become an obsession that oh everyone's got to play. It's the yeah. way forward. I I think maybe at home when you've got teams again, a lot of players behind the ball, that might be the way. And we, we, we've looked in recent weeks to be quite a lot more open. Yeah. We're giving the other team more chances, but that might be the way to go at home, yeah. you know, against the weaker sides. I think away, yeah, I think Eric Dyer getting back into that midfield role. It, again, it's nothing spectacular. We're not looking for him to spray the ball with, you know, 50, 60 yards. He's just got to win the ball, look up, see us around knock it into everywhere <coughs> and give it to the better players yeah and I think um, I think it. I think you're looking at the form of Ali over the last couple of games I just think there's just been a little quite a bit marked improvement in his games yeah. in the last couple of games I think with Deli Ali and I've mentioned this before that I think he he is better in a 4-2-3-1 in that central position where he's got a licence to get beyond the centre forward and he's a lot higher up the pitch and he's central whereas the three-four-three, I think, when we've got a fully fit squad, is probably our best formation. But it yeah. doesn't necessarily suit Ali as much because he's in different areas of the pitch. Um, but you're right; he, he's been fantastic. But also, the four-two-three-one allows Sun to get back in the side because when you're playing three-four-three, you're always going to have Kane, you're always going to have Eriksen, and you're I always going to have Ali, aren't yeah, you? Really? Yeah. Um, but the four-two-three-one's another attacking player. Sun can get back in, and he brings natural width and pace, which sometimes it looks like we lack it when he's not in the side. And directness as well. I think that's an argument, again, with what we've just been saying about if you've got the five at the back, if you then go to four, you free up some. And probably yeah. that gives you another goal scoring. Yeah. You know, if you could play, say, Aurier and uh, Danny Rose in the wide positions. Yeah, they're going to get forward. They're going to be quick. Are they going to deliver the goals that Sun's going to deliver? If he's in a similar position, just inside the fullback, outside the box, you know, you know, he's more chance that he's going to score. Yeah, um, I so agree. so I agree. you know, it is a different. It's very very difficult, and it is a, again getting the balance right, especially when we go go away from home. You know, when we go to Liverpool in a few weeks' time, you know, getting having a defensive know-how but also create enough chances to win the game yeah. because you know that's what you have to do yeah yeah and Sean Dyche was very complimentary of Spurs after the game and he just sort of said what we do so well is the basics but that, that is a massive compliment because when you play football it's not easy to control the game keep possession create chances which is effectively what we did I don't think we did anything 
absolutely insane and over the top. We were just everybody was just eight out of ten. And when you play like that against a team that you're better than in every position, you're going to get the win. But it is easier said than done. You, yeah, you just not got playing to the opposition's hands. Yeah, he, he yeah, it's very complimentary. Um, I like him. I know he's a bit of a cult figure in our house, like isn't him. he? Um, we like his gruff voice and, yeah. and, and, and the way he carries himself and that. And yeah, he's done remarkably well with that Burnley team. Yeah. Absolutely if unbelievable. You, this, this is the Burnley, I don't want to go too much about it, but this is the Burnley team that played us on paper. Pope in goal, Taylor, me, Bardsley, Long, Cork, Hendrick, Defoe, Goodmanson, Arfield, Wood. Yeah, you'd think that's that sounds like a championship side, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, doesn't well, it really? Well, arguably, it is. Uh, and it, what he's doing is is remarkable. You just think he's never going to get a big job. Re- realistically, he's not going to. If uh, Conte left yeah. Chelsea at the end of the season, he wouldn't get it. If Fenger, he's not going to get that. No. If Pochettino, for any no. reason, left Spurs, he wouldn't get it. No. Like he would just never, ever, ever get a big he, job. He probably wouldn't even get a job like West Ham or Evan. Arguably, which is you mental. Know, it is. It is absolutely crazy. You're right. What you're saying about that team, but then also it, it just shows what a good job he is doing there because um, there's a lot of teams below him in the league who've got far better players as far as I can say, and are just not doing the job for the manager. Yeah, yeah. but I mean that was fantastic. Kane scored a hat trick in that game as yeah. well. I mean, all of his goals were just clinical, and you just whenever the ball gets played through and he's in one v one. You just, I, I don't even think about him not scoring. I just think it's a goal. I think, I think the third goal in particular, because it's a goal out of nothing. You know, you win the tackle, but you don't, you know, revel in the fact you won the tackle. Straight on his feet, yeah. looking for the return, gets the return, does everything right, sidesteps the defender, absolutely brilliant. But then you've still got to put the ball in yeah. the corner because uh, that's easy doing that and then you know after you, a little bit of excur- you know, physical excursion yeah. and that, like, you then blaze the ball over the bar yeah. didn't you, you, you and it just <laughs> tucked it right an absolute classic I think goal. it was a goal that defines like, the type of striker that he yeah. is that he's flying into a tackle and yeah. then he's got the grace to, to bend yeah. the ball in and uh, I just wanted to mention Musa Sissoko as well for a lovely pass for the yeah. second goal where he wins the ball back and just slides Kane and he goes there you go finish yeah. it perfect weighted pass perfect angle I thought he, he in particular was very, very good against Burnley. I, I think there's been um, a marked improvement in his game yeah. over the last few weeks. Um, and again, you know, I'm not one for booing players and that you get behind your team. You know, if someone's having a hard time, you know, don't boo them and, and you know, don't get on their backs. <coughs> Try and encourage them. I know if a player plays seven or eight games and he's absolutely hopeless in all games, the patience wears yeah. a bit thin. But, you know, you always get behind your team. And, you know, he's a good player at the end of the day and it's just trying to find his feet still you know yeah. he should have found his feet not everyone hits the ground running do they when they sign yeah. for a new club especially with a big fee there's a lot of pressure yeah. that comes with it and all of that but it was a fantastic win and the hat trick for Kane at that point um, meant that he'd equaled Alan Shearer's yeah. record of 36 goals so then we knew going into the Southampton game he just needed to score one goal so at that point you're thinking he's definitely going to go I, into it I, when I looked at that record I thought he might equal it over the two games he might, he might, he might be lucky enough to get like um Three goals over the two games. Yeah. I, I couldn't see him beating it by three, I yeah. must admit. And interestingly, that win at Burnley as well, that ended a run of five games without an away win for yeah. us. 
Um, uh, we've always been particularly strong away hand to potch. So it's just uh, I'm always pretty confident. I didn't realise we'd actually gone five games without winning away. It's probably would that include the the City, Woolwich, and the United games? And we drew at Watford. And we drew, didn't we? Yeah, we drew at Watford. Lost um, at Leicester though, didn't we? Lost yeah. at Leicester. So yeah. that's probably in that that run. Yeah. So we had that, um, and then a few days later we had Southampton. So that was on Boxing Day. So we're obviously going into that game with a lot of confidence. Yeah. Southampton are a bit of a funny side. Whereas they can put in a really, really good performance like they did after we beat them at Old Trafford. They've got a nil-nil and they're they, fantastic in that game. We, well, I watched the last half hour of that game and they looked a completely different team. Yeah. I mean, uh, I couldn't believe the way they lined up against us. Yeah. Now, I know also you might want two forwards, you might want a couple up front, try and ease the pressure. And I can understand that, you know, try and lock and knock some... You assume Spurs are going to start with five at the back, and then you look then to have two up front, and you knock the diagonals in, in between where the fullback would be, and and you and you wide centre back, so yeah. to speak. Um, you could tell um, in the first ten minutes that they were just wide open. They were all over the place, all over. Ericsson the place. was. You can't give Ericsson room. You can, you know once you give him a lot of when he plays against a lot of the top teams, they don't give him any room at all. Yeah. And he was just running the show, and you know it was inevitable what was going to happen. Yeah, and we fielded a pretty similar side to what we yeah. did against Burnley. Um, so Loris in goal, Aurier, Sanchez, Otoga, Rose came in. I thought Rose and Aurier in particular were, were excellent against the Thompson. Aurier seems to have hit a little bit of form. Yeah, he it, does. It, was a, it, it felt a few games ago that he was a bit rash and a bit inconsistent, yeah. but he seems to have found his feet a little yeah. bit. Um, and then it was Dyer and Dembele midfield, and then Ericsson, Ali, Son, Kane. So it was a pretty similar side yeah. um, but like I said Southampton were just all over the place yeah. and you think teams that have got something from Wembley or even in away games where we've gone to and we've, we've failed to win that it's been a slow opening 20 minutes and that's what you have to do against us you've got to slow the game down set pieces throw-ins fouls have the trainer on and just frustrate the crowd yeah, it's something I've been critical of um, I think I mentioned it before when I was on a few weeks ago that we seem to get the ball at the start at home and it's going sideways but we, when we then we come out in the second half like we did against Stoke and hit the ground running. Now we did that, you know, the last couple of home games we've been doing that. It was like when we was at the lane last year, you know, we just come out, you know, within within two minutes we're camped in there, half forced yeah. a couple of corners and and straight away, you know, as an opposing team, we're thinking, my God, you know, yeah. what what you know, you're looking at the clock now. I've got eighty eight minutes of this still. Yeah, yeah. and can you've got to set that out. You can't, as you quite rightly <coughs> say, Jack, you can't let a team. Sit back, as you say, waste time. You know, we've been there before this season, especially with the West Brom game. And also is not to give the opposing team an early, a stupid early goal. Yeah. Because then you really, it puts the mindset into the game. It's a bit of like an old-fashioned cliche where it's like, when you go into a game, it's like, oh, win your first tackle, let them know that they're in for a game. But when you watch Harry Kane play, the opposition will have a kick-off. It'll go back to their centre half, and you did it against Southampton, and he chased it down, yeah. and he blocked it, and we want to throw in, and yeah. straight away all the fans were up, and it gives yeah. him confidence. He's thinking, I'm on this centre half already. Yeah. The yeah. centre back himself thinking, blimey, I'm in for a long. Yeah, this is going to yeah. be tough already. I hope he's yeah. not like this for ninety minutes, yeah. and, and he is. And it's yeah. little things like that, like you say, starting a game quickly yeah. and just being on them is so important. I, I always feel. Um, when you used to play football and your brother and he always used to say to you that first challenge is so important if you're a central defender and you're you've got you want to set out what yeah. you're going to do for the day you know you're you're going to 
tell the forward he's in for a hard day. Not make it easy for him, yeah. especially on the first ball. If you're a forward, like you just said, we came, you want to make, you know, right on that central defender and you should be saying, right, you know, I'm bossing this game, you're yeah. in for an hard afternoon. And we just, we come out of the traps absolutely flying. It was 2-0 it was at half-time, Kane had got two. Um, and then we come out second half and after 51 minutes it was 4-0 and you're thinking this could be a cricket score here because yeah. Ali scored on the 49th and Sun in the 51st and yeah. that's something that I think we've brought to our game that we didn't used to have before Parch which was killing a game in 10 minutes and getting two goals yeah. where it's like you're on top you score and then you get another one the Ferguson team all United the top sides used to do that all the time all the top sides the only let's be a little bit negative you know you said that second goal was in the 51st 51st so you know Unfortunately, the, the you know the last forty minutes we lost two one. Yeah, but then there's the you fall the lap. You naturally you're gonna take your foot off the gas a little bit, aren't you? And but Kane got his hat trick, which was amazing. But I wanted to talk about Loris as well because there's been a few question marks about him recently. Just mistakes. Yeah. And he wasn't great against Southampton. He's a fantastic goalkeeper, and we don't. I don't want to go down the route of saying oh like he's he's done. That's it. He's finished. And he makes a lot of fantastic saves that we take for granted. So yeah. when he does make a mistake, everyone's a bit like, oh, yeah. what, what, like, what's he doing? And goalkeepers make mistakes. Like, it happens. Any footballer makes mistakes. When you've got a player that good, you just tend to notice him making yeah, mistakes yeah. more. Yeah, it's like if, if you've got a player who's also, or, you know, all of a sudden missing from the team and you think, oh my God, look at the holding midfield or the yeah. lack of goals. Or, I think, I think it's, it's this whole... I'm going to sound a bit old school. The whole continental punching of a goalkeeper yeah. when they punched the ball out. And, you know, the, the, it was a completely new... If you go back to the 1970s, when we used to play in European football, and they, you had the continental goalies, punching the ball was something... We, we'd never seen it before. Laughed at, almost. It was, it was, it was absolutely... used to see, you know, because any other goalkeeper would come out and clutch the ball with both yeah. hands, would catch it. Pat James would do it with one hand. But, you know, they would do it with both hands... So I think that's something, obviously, the coaching are going to look at. And it's when to come for a cross and when not to yeah. come for a cross. I always think as a goalkeeper, if it's in the six-yard box, that's your ball. If it's outside, then it's, you know, you're not too sure whether you should come for it or I not. Just, I just but if you get to it, Jack, you've got to deal with it. You've got to either punch it you or clean every, it. If you come in for the ball, you clean everything yeah, out in front And get of you. both fists on it if yeah. need be. I just often think as a keeper, from, especially from corners, just stand on your line. Most of the time, whenever you see a, a goal from a corner, it's never a, a header that's gone right in the top corner. And it's under, if normally if a keeper stays on his line and an attacker wins the header, he's probably going to save it most of yeah. the time. I think, I think yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if you look at the legend that was Gomez when he was in goal for oh, Tottenham, and a great, great save in the, you know, good yeah. shot stopper, good shot stopper. And it was plainly obvious when Redknapp came into that team, he was told... Forget about coming for corners. Yeah. That's going to be Dawson's ball, wherever's ball. Yeah. You stay on your line and you save the rebound. You know, and, and that, yeah, that's that's the thing. Sometimes goalkeepers, if you've had a good run, you get overconfident and then you come for balls that generally you wouldn't have done. And a lot of the times, I'm not a goalkeeper anyway, so like my opinion's not a fact a fact at all on this. But a lot of the time, when keepers come for corners, it's them corners that are like hung up to the back post. Yeah. And you can't generate that much power on a header from them yeah. because the ball's hanging in the air. Yeah. So again, if you're on your line, 
you're probably going to save yeah. it. Yeah, it's got to be a really good edge to go past. It's got to be a Les Ferdinand or someone it's like that coming absolutely attacking like it, that, isn't it? Yeah. which is unlikely. Um, but the, the good thing is, if I made a couple of mistakes, it didn't matter. We won five two. We'd take five two every game, wouldn't we? If, if Jimmy, if, you, if you make a mistake and you lose one nil, then it's like, oh my god. But yeah. it, it doesn't matter. That I mean, much. at the end of the day, you know, we won them two games eight uh, two, and you would take that any day of the year. Yeah, you, you would. Know. You would. And I mean, Harry Kane. His goal scoring record is phenomenal. Obviously, we know about him most calendar yeah. goals and that, but I just want to go through it because this is the top 10 Premier League goals in a calendar year. Yeah. Okay, So you've got at the bottom, so in first, second, third, fourth, in 10th place is Harry Kane in 2015, yeah. where he scored 27 goals in 38 games, oh, which right, is fantastic. Yeah. Then above him, in 9th, Alan Shearer, 2002, 27 goals in 31 games, yeah. fantastic. Then above him, Sergio Aguero, 2016, 29 goals in 28 games, which is better than one in one, so that's fantastic. 2013, Luis Suarez, 30 and 41. 1994, Alan Shearer, 30 and 37. 1995, Les Ferdinand, 30 and 34. 2004, Thierry Henry, 34 and 39. 2011, Robin Van Persie, 35 and 36. 1995, Alan Shearer, 36 in 42. Yeah. And then 2017, Harry Kane, 39 in 36. So he's got three more goals than Shearer did in 95 in six fewer games. That's, that's you know, that's an unbelievable record. I would have thought that Shearer would have looked at that and thought that's never going to be beaten. Because, you know, you're looking at getting 18 goals between January and May and then another 18 goals really between August and December. It's phenomenal. You know, it's unbelievable. And this is, this is 2017. Um, most goals by players for Premier League clubs. Harry Kane, 36 goals in 31 games. The nearest one teams, Lukaku, with 27 goals in 30. Yeah. So there's no one anywhere near him. No. It's not as if he's just edging that record. It's... Um, I've been thinking about this and you think about back to the 86-87 season when Clive Allen scored 49 goals in a season for Tottenham. Yeah. So that's from August to May. So let's say 50 goals. It's a similar kind of strike rate to what Kane got yeah. this year. And I don't know how many games. He'd have played a lot more games for that and I'm including yeah. everything. He would, he would have played more games um, than that. But then, if you look upon um, European records, so to speak, and this is uh, courtesy of my old friend Carl Woodbridge, yeah. who's, who's sent friend us of the show, and um, it, very, very interesting, you know. See, you know, Kane this year got fifty-five. Ronaldo appears on the list, you know, three yeah. times. Um, Twenty eleven, he got sixty. Twenty thirteen, he, he got sixty-nine goals. You know, that's fourteen more than Kane. Yeah. You know, that's not. And then we get to the ridiculous stat. 2012, Messi scored an unbelievable 91 goals in a calendar it's year. Ridiculous. Now, it is absolutely ridiculous. That's 36 more goals than Kane scored. 36 more goals. So Kane basically got two-thirds of what Messi got that season. Now, if you, if you break that down, say he was playing for 10 months, say he's not playing in July and August, um, he's getting nine goals a month. That's Nine ridiculous. goals a month, that's about a goal every three days. When you put into perspective, so it took Fio Walcott 10 years to score 100 goals for Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Messi got 91 yeah. in a calendar yeah. year. Yeah, and, and, and Walcott earns more money a, a week than Kane, allegedly. It's Probably doesn't with bonuses. But, um, um, but then you think about next year, next calendar year, or the, sorry, this calendar year, 2018, 
there's a there's a international tournament in the summer. Yeah. So Kane could be looking at that and thinking, I could break, I could, I could break that again. I could break my own personal I think, best. I, I think if you look at the World Cup draw, he, he, you know, he's got to be thinking, you know, I might be able to get half a dozen goals in the group games. Yeah. Depending on how Southgate plays. Yeah. Um, there was just another goals thing. Yeah. Again, courtesy of um, Cole Woodbridge, was that goals scored before the age of 22, mm. which is quite interesting. And um, Ronaldo had scored 36 goals before the age of 22. Suarez, 47. Deli Alley, 54. Yes, amazing. Um, he's, not, he's not a striker. I mean, and some of them would have been obviously in League One, you know, but. Uh, that's still unbelievable. But then really. you, surely you can say the same for Ronaldo. Some of his goals would have been in the Portuguese league. So there's a few for Sporting. Yeah, he'd have a few for um, Sporting. Yeah, because he didn't really hit the ground running when he first signed for United, yeah. did he? I think as well with Kane, I think he needs one more goal to equal Teddy Sheringham's record of most Premier League the goals, Premier League goals Spurs, which is 97. Yeah. 97, I think. 96, yeah. Um, I so, think overall, I think Defoe's on about 1-4-3 in the modern era. Yeah. You know, and... You know, you're looking at the rate he's, he, he could catch up with that this time next year. Like, the rate he's scoring, he'll break Shearer's all-time yeah. 260. The rate he's doing it, because he's done it consistently for three seasons, if he just keeps at this, I think there was somebody worked out that at the rate he's scoring, he'll break it when he's 31 or but something like that. That's a long way away still. It is. But then know, there's no saying that he doesn't kick on again and no, score you, even more. You don't, but you can see, you know, everyone's talking about the Shearer record. That is a long way away at the moment. Well, everyone said Wayne Mooney would break it, didn't they, when he yeah, burst onto the scene? Yeah. And, and, and he's, he's still 35. Yeah, he, he probably won't get it, will he? Or Shearer got back 240. In 260. In 260. League. 260. You know, Kane's not even on 100 yet. Yeah. You know, that is a long... It, you know, you look at 160 goals, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're getting 25 a season, it's six years to get that. Yeah. But and that's, that, that's staying fit as well. And you know? staying at Spurs, fingers crossed. So, it, 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 and, and, you know, let's be, let's be fair to Alan Shearer. Don't rate him too much as a pundit, but as a, as a striker, he was quality. Oh, that's a fantastic. And all them goals come with Southampton, Blackburn and Newcastle. Yeah. If he'd have gone to Old Trafford when he had the he'd chance... Had, he'd have had another 40. He'd have been on 300, wouldn't he? And, and, he would have been. And also in that, I think he had... I think I'm right in saying he had two seasons out injured as yeah. well. Yeah, So... That is a great record. What a year, though, for Kane. I mean, and if yeah. anybody as well hasn't seen his post on Instagram, check that out because that's brilliant. It's a picture of him sat there with all of his hat trick balls. Yeah, yeah, he was saying he's going to have a special room built yeah, or something. Which is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, we've got three big games this week as well. So we're, we're away at Swansea tomorrow night yeah. on, uh, on Tuesday the 2nd. Then we have West Ham on Thursday. Uh, at home, and then we have AFC Wimbledon at home at the weekend in the FA Cup. So three big games. Um, I imagine he's going to rotate the squad across oh, these to. games. What's the priority? Like where would where do you rest players? Where do you what? what how would you approach it? I'm going to. I think you've got to look at both games together. I'm going to leave the Wimbledon game to one side at the moment. You look at the Swans in the West Ham game. I think he's more likely to play Rose and Trippier tomorrow. Hmm. And then play Davis and Aurier on Thursday against West Ham because of the Andy Carroll threat. Yeah. And, and having these slightly taller fullbacks, people a bit better in the air. Um, that's, I'm probably totally wrong because Rose played the last game. So, so who knows? Um, I think Suzoko will get some game time. Yeah. Um, Wanyama's meant to be in, in contention now as well. So yeah. he'd be great to have back in for 
any of those games. And we're hoping Harry Kane's going to be fit because he's not been very well. He'll be fine. I think he'll be all right. He'll be fine. I think he'll be all right. Um, But we had a fantastic win down at Swansea last year. We were a goal down going into injury time, 1 3 1. Yeah. I think we've just got to, they've got a new manager. They had a good win at the weekend at Watford. Um, But they've still got the same players as they had three weeks ago. And again, it's like when you match it up with Burnley, we've got to go there, be on the front foot. Again, in an ideal world, you can be 3 0 up and you might be able to take one or two off with half hour to go. In an ideal world, you don't yeah. always work out like that. Does Swansea, it, you know? Swansea don't tend. I mean, I know they got a draw at Wembley. They don't tend to cause us that many problems because they're a nice side. They get it down. They're open. They have a go, and that suits us. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not that worried. The West Ham game is going to be a tough game. Not because they're any good. That they're not. But they they always raise their game and they play us. I think. Um, yeah, I think for those of you that that don't live in the UK. Um, West Ham Tottenham. When West Ham come to Tottenham, it's their cup final. Yeah. It's West Ham's biggest game of the season, um, and they're all up for it. The fans are up for it, and it generates its way through to the players as well. Again, they're much. They're a lot improved over the last few games. They've still got <coughs> problems, and it's whether players can can fire on all cylinders. Again, it's not giving away silly goals. Like not we did in the cup game against yeah, them. Yeah, not giving away what I call these wide free kicks where the ball can be swung in if Carroll's playing and things like that. He's hard to defend against like that, but if you keep him with his back to goal, he's he's an easy player to play against. Six points this week in the league? We've got to be looking at that. We can't, as as I mentioned earlier, you look where Liverpool are now, United are still way in front of us. We've seen the last two seasons, you know, when he's chasing Leicester and Chelsea, how hard it is to make up seven points. And we can't be... Chasing seven, trying to chase seven points down for Champions League space. We need to get, we can get the two wins. Um, Woolwich are playing Chelsea on Wednesday, so there's going to be points dropped there either way. Yeah. You know, hopefully another nice draw there. And again, if we can open up a gap between us and Woolwich as well, that'll help. Yeah, and actually looking at it, we're on a decent run of form. We beat Apoel 3 0, Stoke 5 1, Brighton 2 0. Then we lost at City, and then we had the wins against Berlin and Southampton. So actually, in the last sort of five games we've got four or six games we've got five wins yeah. so actually we're, we're playing quite well at the minute we've got two winnable games now we've got Everton on the horizon I think we and then we've got Southampton again and then and Palace I think before we go to Liverpool something like that, isn't uh, so it? that off the top of my head it's Everton at home Southampton away Man United at home Liverpool away yeah that's, that's when it gets tough but and then know. we've got Arsenal and Juventus um, but but that, that, that's a long way away anyway. Yeah. And you'd rotate for the FA Cup game and give a lot of the fringe players a game in that? Oh, yeah, I think you have to. Yeah. And I think you put Kane on the bench, have him on the bench still, don't I? I thought you had to. You have all of them on the bench. I wouldn't for me. give. Yeah, it's FA Cup, you know. Um, and there's always a shock in the third round. It's always a shock. It's our best chance of winning the trip. Well, it's our only chance of winning the trip. You know, I know we're in the Champions League still, but there's a lot of good teams yeah. in that. And when you're trying to beat teams over two games, it's a lot harder than it's a, a one-off harder. game. It's so predictions for Swansea, West Ham and Wimbledon? I'll be disappointed we don't win 2-0 at Swansea. Um, West Ham will be our game. I reckon um, I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham mm-hmm. to us. Wimbledon, we should be four goals better than them. Yeah. Should be, even with, you, you know, Sun playing, Lorente playing and Sun. But yeah, I would, you know, Ali and Ericsson and all of them, give them all a day off. Vertonghen as well, sitting on the bench. He's played a lot of football recently. Full backs, he can rotate, yeah, put, uh, rotate the goalkeeper, 
there's we've got enough yeah. that we can juggle it around. Yeah. I think you know? it'll be I think we're gonna win all three games this week as well. I think I think we'll win two 0 at Swansea. West Ham I think it's gonna be incredibly tight and I could see that being a one nil, just a, a goal in it. And you always get because there's so many games, teams are a little bit tired and you and yeah. it's always low score matches. And Wimbledon, I don't think we'll batter them. I think we'll probably beat them two nil and it'll be a, a bit of a routine, but I'll be I'll be well happy with any that. Win, any win in all end games will be fine. Yeah, I mean, if in if by Sunday afternoon we've won three games this week, we'll be yeah. over the moon with that, regardless of how we play. Yeah. And if not that, it's just about getting the points, get through to the next round of the FA Cup, and then... I think if you look back to the, the, to the Brighton game, we didn't play well that night, but we got the win. And that's, and that's, that's, that's all it's about. When you don't play well, you've got to get the win. That's all it's about, especially over this period where there's so many games. Yeah. So... Fingers crossed for this week. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you want to... No, no. Short and sweet tonight, I think. Short and sweet. Um, and so we'll be recording next week where we'll have three games to go over. Yeah. Um, which will be exciting. So thanks for listening. I remember whatever happens, the future's bright. Future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs. Aussies knees have gone all trembly and the Tim requires assembly Danny Montower Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Pyo Casey Keller USA Woodgate is not fit to play Tramatini Cudicini Freddie Canute Gary Mabbitt in Chilin Sergi Redwell for the win Run for me for three stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here there everywhere Pat Jennings luscious hair Super Vertonghen Avliachenko number nine Nine from the halfway line Villas running 81 Under Twin Towers Harry Redknapp steals a wheel The legend Steve Perryman MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Ball and Stefan Dalmatty I'm playing out White Hart Lane Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's line green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hart and Wheel knew his passport said to Spain Berbatov turn and strop Hartsy saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave Scott me raised Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same. Clattenburg doesn't give the goal. Abizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, we don't care. Martin, Martin, yo. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy into Equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak don't come back Anderson Simovic
Nico Crenshaw substitution. Tom Hardwister's distribution. Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco. He's linguistic skills. Scott Parker could not try harder. Danny Rose is 30 yarder. Darren Bent's headed wide. Sandra could have scored that. Heroes in blue and white. We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora. Spurs make my dark days bright. But it makes me sad the Steagle was so bad. Robbie Keane in the box. Edgar David Red Locks, Palacios. Stripey Socks, Everson Hattrick. Dave Mackay picking fights. European Glory Knights. Terry Dyson go on my son. Tim Jones on the wing. Dean Richards, John White, legendary Lily White. How dare I forget? Who there is to do? Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Allen Gilsey. Lily White from White on Lane. Yuki Soda, bet this free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your arse. Liam Walker's page to go. That's Poirier, free kick Gomez made super saves, he can shag my wife. Edrington loved the cookies. Andy Reid loved the cookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in got Janola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. Wolfhawks never quits, you can be sure of it. Robinson's long shot, ABB's deep squat, David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup. Andy Sinton's England call, Michael Brown starts a brawl, Peter Crouch eight foot tall, Jurgen Klinsmann's dive. Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision, Howard Webb's bad decisions, Raman Vega playing Sega, Sandra's kung fu kick. Eric Torsten looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shivers bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We like to win style We've done it for a while It's better to rain playing high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White and White are main If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Hanson 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, it's the ball did the trick He showed the world what's for us to do The Leading Cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain, I get to white hot lane to win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim playing high Then our football story will echo with glory